My own face is no longer a handsome one. If indeed it ever was. But tonight, I wish you to see me as I am. Not just a king, but your father, your brother, your husband, and your grandsire, who may not, it seems, walk for much longer among you. Let us no longer hold ill feelings in our hearts. The crown cannot stand strong if the house of the dragon remains divided. But set aside your grievances. If not for the sake of the crown, and for the sake of this old man, who loves you all so dearly. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to the House of the Dragon with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to the House of the Dragon on HBO. So sit back, relax, and let's talk about fire and blood. and welcome my name is mary larson my name is blake and oh man what a send-off what a send-off for king viserys and patty constantine and the whole thing (sighs) the funny thing is mary i feel like i'm watching game of thrones again i think it's it's taken i I, we i know we talked about it last episode where i feel like we were taking a corn we were turning a corner rather Yeah, I think the corner has been turned. Yeah. I think we're officially back in Westeros, officially back in that Officially setting. back to being grossed out with yeah. death. <laughs> Didn't think it was possible. Sights and sound, like, oh man. when This was, this was when uh, that guy's Viper's head got eyeballs burst out. Cut in half. Yeah, that this was that level. And the tug was wagging we, we, out. We, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <Yeah. laughs> well, everybody, thank you again so much for allowing us to grace your... Your ears and uh, and in your podcast players, even though we're a tad late uh, for this episode, obviously because of our vacation, uh, we hope to be fully caught up by the time that you're listening to this in real time uh, for the next episode. And of course, if you're listening to this in the future, you don't even care. So don't even worry about it. But again, real time people, we will be caught up for the next episode, which is episode one. Oh, geez. I think it's the finale. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. We'll be caught up for the finale. So. That will be that. Oh, Mary. It's a lot. What an episode. (laughs) It's a lot of podcasting that we got to get done. But we're here. We're ready to go. Let's talk about some House of the Dragon, shall we? We shall. Uh, But before we do, I wanted to remind you that this episode is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. You can search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook and Instagram to check out all of the things that I have going on there. It's for beauty and skincare. In addition, Blake and I are very social on social media, particularly Facebook and Instagram. Just search Mary and Blake. You can, of course, join our Facebook group. And if we have brought you some joy, if you have enjoyed listening to these podcasts, we 
would greatly appreciate it if you headed on over to jointhenerdclan.com to donate as little as $2 a month to help make these podcasts possible. We love to release free podcasts, obviously, to the world. And if you are so inclined to donate less than a cup of coffee per month, we would greatly appreciate Actually, it. Actually, here's another reason for you to join, to go to jointhenerdclan.com. We will be doing our podcast for The Crown it was just released today, as a matter of fact, the first trailer for season five. And I believe that The Crown season five will be coming out in November. So looking in November, ladies and gents, we'll be going back to the world of The Crown. I'm excited for that one, too. That's going to be that's going to be a good time. So make sure you go to join the to get access to keep calm in crown on, which is our <laughs> podcast for The Crown. All right, Mary, you ready to do it? I am. Let's do it. All right, Marvin, your mini plot recap. What do you got for episode 108? 108, otherwise known as Lord of the Tides. Six years passes, okay? Just hold on tight, because we just, we're just we just all about the time jumps in this show. So six years have gone on, and Corlys Valerian, after pulling his what he thought his dead son's body out of the ashes, has been out like for six years. Goodbye. Haven't seen him. Been fighting on the step zones, and people don't know if he's alive or dead. And everyone's freaking out who's going to be the next heir. Some people wanted to stay with Luke. Other people wanted to be um, his Corliss's brother, Vaymond. Vaymond's mad. Everybody shows up to uh, to King's Landing, and we find out how sick Viserys is. Viserys, Ooh, it ain't just sick. Not great. <laughs> they have a very interesting. We call that chat, crypt keeper. <laughs> um, with like half beheading, he's pretty mm-hmm. much like nearly headless Nick, but like. But no, he's really fully he's like headless now. Noseless, <laughs> eyeless, top of headless, top of jawless, <laughs> uh, and um, sadly, Viserys dies at the end and speaks to the wrong person about the prince that was promised. Oh, and that that whole thing that was tragic. Yeah. Like the the irony there in this whole instance. In well, we'll we'll get to that here in a little yeah. bit. But uh, as Mary had mentioned, the title of this episode was Lord of the Tides, which this is a reference to who is going to be the person that inherits Driftmark from Corlys Valerian. Mm-hmm. And there is some confusion about who is actually going to do that. Is it going to be Vaymond, who is the brother of Corlys, and is or is it going to be Luke, who is the uh, son of Rhaenyra and supposedly uh, Laenor? But we all know that it is. Uh, from Sir Harwin Strong, and that is the that's the big kerfuffle, ladies and gents. The director was Gita Vasant Patel. She has directed a lot of great stuff, uh, including episodes of The Great and Runaways, as well as the show for Dead to Me and the Santa Clarita Diet. Also, The Mindy Project, which is a, a fantastic television show if you get a chance to watch that. And the writer was Eileen Shim, a, a, a woman and woman cr- uh, director and writer tandem, Mary. I think this might That's be the cool. first one. This is really cool. Uh, she has written, actually, this is her only credit for uh, House of the Dragon. And she has also written for a show called Light as a Feather. Marvin, your flame rating. How many flames are you giving this episode? I'm giving this one a big old five. Yeah, yeah. And in, in any particular reason why? Like anything that just I you left, just loved I it. I cried. I was grossed out. I mean, you name it, I'm here for it. All right, for me, I'm giving it a four nine two. 
really liked this episode. In fact, I would say that this is the best episode so far. And I liked it because, like I said at the top of our episode, Mary, it feels like we're finally back in that world. Mm-hmm. I, uh, something that I had mentioned when we were talking about Rings of Power is I felt like I was watching a television show. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was watching people act as opposed to living in that world. And right. I also felt relatively the same for House of the Dragon in the first, I would say, four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I'm I'm fully there. And here is the thing. All of our characters are together and they're all playing off of each other. We're no longer learning about them necessarily. I mean, we are, but we're not, we're not in full download mode. We're allowing the characters to be. And that's when you know you're you're getting it right. Mm-hmm. When you're out of full download and you're just allowing them to exist within the world. You're GBG, you're good, you're bad, and you're great. My good for this episode was the family dinner. It was so just precious and cute. Even the kids were like hopping around dancing, which by the way is much better than dragon winged flapping <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Just those little moments of people smiling. Dragon wing flapping. I forgot about that. I didn't. (laughs) It made me think that this could potentially move into a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm. You know when everyone gets together Mm -hmm. for that big family dinner and everyone's laughing and the kids are doing weird things, but like it's cute on camera, so it's fine. Yes. I'm here for it. Just minus the head chopping part. No, that wasn't at yeah, the I mean, dinner. No but, no, but the dinner was after that. You know, yeah, like no, Blake, stop messing up my my moment. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair I enough. wanted, I wanted Christmas music. Michael Bublé singing in the background. Some little twinkle lights maybe going on. <laughs> I'm here for it. Love a guy who shows up who has a farm, but he's not really a farmer. He's like this super talented. You're just ruining my guy. moment. I'm gonna stay with my moment. So that moment I loved. My bad. And he shows the girl okay, how I'm to done. be happy. And my bad is that I am so scared of Amon. And that Amon's. family counts the most. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my moment. My bad is I am so frightened of Eamon. Particularly oh, because yeah. this actor was in The Last Kingdom mm-hmm. and he was just a sweet little monk who like couldn't even swing a sword. Baby monk. And now baby monk is baby oh. Damon. Like, but, but, but one-eyed and crabby mm-hmm. and mean. Oh, when he said handsome, wise, and strong. No. <laughs> Dang, he did such a good job. And my great is every single moment with Viserys. I know that I could pinpoint down this moment, that moment, this moment. But honestly, every single moment, I loved something about it. Yeah. I even There's even cobwebs on his dollhouse of King's Landing. Mm-hmm. Cobwebs. Well, it's a Valyria. It's not a... It's not a whatever it is. Yeah, it's whatever. his dollhouse. Stats of the nerds. And he hasn't been able to play with it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anything involving him. In this episode, how he interacted with others, his little moments, his big moments, all of them were great. So I'm just giving my great to Viserys. All right. My good is the scene between Alicent and Diana, the girl that was raped uh, by Aegon. Yes. And obviously, you know, the subject matter is not great, Bob. But the way that Alicent handles the situation, it shows some real... Uh, texture to her character and that she has become a manipulator. Like she has in the past six years, she's gone from, you know, the girl who swipes at Rhaenyra cause she's angry mm-hmm. to someone who is running the kingdom mm-hmm. and someone who can turn real cold, 
real quick. Uh, and <laughs> she says to her, I get it. I understand. You know, there, there are there. It was horrible, but you were alone with Agen and people are going to think that you are asking for it. Like yeah. how? And then she gives her the moon tea on top of it. Like, all right, here you go. Go see you later. Like, whoa. See, I don't know if that was moon tea. Oh, see, that's a great. Because I, I thought that too. I thought that too. I think she killed her. I think she killed Diana. <sighs> that is a great hot take. That's my feelings. My thought was that she was going, like, I thought she was going to drink it and then die right there. I would have liked that. I don't. I like it this way. That you don't because know. Or don't you, maybe know. you're going to find out next episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it too. I mean, I I do like it. I, I think it's a great idea. E- she drank something. Either way, she drank something. And either way. It wasn't pumpkin juice, definitely. As, as Harry or Ron would say. <laughs> you're a wizard, or Harry, Harry says it, I think. Definitely, don't think it's pumpkin juice. De- definitely ain't bought to be either. either. So, no, he says that no, when I know, I know. Mad-Eye Moody's taking a swig it's of his not pumpkin juice. juice. Yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Um, so, yeah, really good stuff. That whole scene was excellent. But at the same time, I really like what Emma Darcy is doing. They are knocking it out of the park mm-hmm. as Renera. Renera, when she is just weeping on the bedside of her father and she's having this conversation with him. She's like, I know that I wanted this, but I can't take the burden anymore. Like Mm -hmm. how truthful and vulnerable is that? Uh, That is like that vulnerability allows you to, to to grasp onto that character. Mm -hmm. That vulnerability allows you to see them as a person and not just, and again, this is why I say I feel like I'm watching people in the world and not actors playing people in the world. Yes. Because that vulnerability allows me to think that they actually are that person, at least for the, you know, within the hour that I'm watching the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Kit Harrington is Kit Harrington, but when I see him, I think Jon Snow. Doesn't matter it doesn't matter if I'm watching him in The Eternals or in the movie Pompeii, I see Jon Snow because he allowed that character to be vulnerable in the way that that Emma Darcy allowed Rhaenyra to be vulnerable yeah. in the in that scene. Uh, my bad is it's not necessarily anything to do with the episode itself. I actually had quite a hard time coming up with a bad, and I reserved my flame reading to be a four nine two because I know there's more to come, and I know that I think well. Rather, I know that there's going to be more to come that is excellent. So I have to like, I have to, (laughs) I'm not giving out fives like Oprah, okay? Like I do. You know, I think it's fine. It's like, who do you love of your kids the most? I love all my kids. Yeah, that's fair. But when I think of a bad, it's not bad for me, but I get why some people think it's bad. And that in and of itself is not good. And that is the time jumps. I see why some people get discombobulated over the time jumps. I'm like, okay, how old is everybody? Like, where, when are we? Who is that? Like, there's not a Chiron at the bottom of the screen saying, okay, six years later. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, you know, there was this big, huge info dump at the top of the episode between Otto and Allison, right? And it's like, oh, and this has happened and this and that. And there's no other way to catch somebody up with that kind of information except for an expository dump or an exposition dump. 
So I guess that's the one clunky thing that the episode does. And I feel for people who are like, okay, when are we? Who is this? Like, why? Who's the kid with the eye patch? Like, it's, it can be a lot if you're not, it, it, you know, specifically intentional about your viewing experience. If you're just a casual viewer and like, you, you know, while you're watching it and you're cooking dinner or, you know, whatever, it, it's like, it's hard to keep up. I get it. it. Is. I get it. But my great, my great goes to Patty Considine. I mean, no matter what, that oh guy. Who was the actor for King Viserys? Yes. That guy just blew my doors off in this mm-hmm. episode. It was funny. I, I kept thinking that I was getting annoyed when I when he was leaning over. All I saw was the top of his head constantly. <laughs> and I said, God, how hot must that have been as an actor to portray that? Yeah, all the time. And so instead of getting annoyed at it, I was like, wow, that must be really difficult. And of course, the scene when he's walking up to the, to the throne. And, mm, and So good. Man, just really, really, truly excellent. And the final wishes of this man... Uh, that's when he says, set aside your grievances, if not for the sake of the crown, then for the sake of this old man who loves you all so dearly. When he says that, I believe him. I believe that is the truth. I believe that is not just words from a writer, which Patty Constantine is saying. I believe that is the the thing that this person would say. Mm-hmm. And I feel terrible for him. I feel terrible that he's gone through all of this. Mary, there was a question that one of our listeners gave us, and I want your answer to this, and that is, who is the better character? Eddard Stark or King Viserys? What it, what makes a better character? Well, like a more... Um, well, we look at Eddard Stark as the person who dies at the end, hashtag spoilers, who dies at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. And he was the leader of the, of the Stark family. And Sean Bain played him with this resolve. Like he was a good, truthful, like a good moral compass of that show. Remind me a Pa from Little House in the Prairie. Oh, my goodness. No! Mary. Man, a few words. <laughs> and... At like, the same, really? t- I think it's a it's it's an apropos comparison because Viserys, I think, holds a lot of those uh, same beacons for House of the Dragon. Whereas, like this person is just doing the best that they can. They're a good, honest person. Mm-hmm. They want what's best for their family, and they're just trying to make it right. Mm-hmm. And there are things out of their control that bring them down. So. In terms of the show itself, who better served the show? Eddard Stark or I don't, King I still don't understand what you mean. Who do you like better? Put it who that did way. I like better? Yeah. Like who would I want to hang out with? Well, well who'd you like better in terms of the show? Like who'd you like who'd you enjoy watching more? I enjoyed them both, but if yeah. I had to hang out with someone, it'd be Viserys. Really? Yeah. How come? He's more nice. He's he's more likable. Oh, okay. Doesn't keep secrets. He's very forgiving. Yeah. You know, Eddard does have that one big secret. Yeah. <laughs> that it keeps from his wife that would have changed her entire outlook on how she mistreats Jon Snow. Hashtag spoilers. Yeah. And I feel like Viserys would have been like, listen, you're my wife, Emma, and yeah. I'm just going to tell you the secret so you stop being mean to him. Yeah. It's actually not my kid, I promise. Like, I feel like Viserys would have told at least his wife who he loved the truth. Fair. Very fair. 
Very fair. I, you know, it's funny because I see Viserys doing that. I yeah. agree. Yeah. But then I also see Eddard not doing it because of the the duty and the honor yeah. and the and like the promise that he made. Yeah. So like, that, okay, yeah, that makes sense to me. And the fact that we can even have this conversation and say, yes, these are the things They're that I can see. They're both fleshed out. They're both both good characters. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you ask me who. <sighs> If I had to study abroad and I got to pick which family, mm-hmm. I, no, not family, which person. <laughs> Fa- if it was family, oh I'd pick the Starks. Stocks all the way. Yes, please. Sign me up. Do I get a dire wolf? Um, <laughs> but if it's just that one person, you know, it's Viserys. All right. You ready for the small council feedback? I am. Let's do it. His grace has many cares. He entrusts some small matters to us that we might lighten the load. We are the lords of small matters here. All right, the first one comes from Angela Burris. She says, welcome back from the house of the mouse, Larsons. Thank you very much. We are glad to be back from Disney. As you can hear, Mary is yawning. She's very tired. We missed you, but everyone and everyone deserves vacation, especially to visit the happiest place on earth, which is, as we all know, Walt Disney World. Although I kind (laughs) of... I kind of have something to say about that. Oh. I I understand the notion that Disney World is the happiest. Blake saw like, a lot of Allison's in there. Oh man! Like Disney you World, are not my son. <laughs> Disney World is very very magical, and, and there was a moment actually when I legitimately cried because something was so magical for my daughter. Yeah. However, big however, the amount of kids being yelled at. <laughs> And just tossed about and moms screaming and dads just walking away and the whole, I don't think I've ever heard kids cry so much in my life. So yes, it's the happiest place on earth, but let's all just pump the brakes here a little bit. Um, My good, says Angela, was Damon recrowning the series and the series allowing it this was just so full circle for these two i loved it my bad i can't get over baby monk as a hashtag team black bad guy uh aka i forgot his name a amen agan or araga <laughs> araga you're a wizard Harry. it is amen and my great is i'm pulling a blake here and i have a tie oh hey 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 first damon not given an f what anyone says and just taking the head off Vaymond Valerian and second Rhaenyra and Allison giving an F and playing nice by toasting each other at the dinner to make King Viserys happy. Sadly, I think Rhaenyra maybe meant it while Allison was only play acting, but the power that could have been if these two women would have just joined forces is awesome to imagine and so falls under my great as well. Marvin, um, what did you think about the stuff between Allison and Renera? Did you buy Allison being truthful? Yes, uh, I kind of did too. I one hundred percent did. One hundred percent. I think it started off as okay. I'm just going to do the thing because in the beginning, when she saw Damon and Renera, and they're like, "Why are you to keep giving him the milk of the poppy? Yeah. Why do you have your stars and they're not on a Christmas tree? <laughs> you know, why? Why didn't we have a parade with Mickey when we came in? <laughs> this isn't very nice." And Allison says, "I get to make the choices, but thanks to my religion, I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear any of these rude accusations." <laughs> but then, yes. When they're at dinner and the Mia Culpas come out, I believed 
everything. I think even when she first started her own mea culpa and she started the like the toast to Rhaenyra, part of me thinks some of it was just saying it to say it. But as she went along, I think she recognized, yeah, it's it's probably the right thing to do here. And it's probably the right thing to kind of make amends. Yes, because it's front of King, it's it's in front of my husband, the king, but also because I actually had a friendship with Renera, right? Like, you know those friends that you get in a fight with and you say bad things and you do things and you, you just like you you know it ain't good. <laughs> yeah. But then six years later you see each other again and you're like you know, we were pretty good friends. Like, what, what what are we doing here? Like, why why are we busting each other's balls? Why did we bust each other's balls? Agreed. Like, I had that with a, a friend of mine from college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mary, I know that you've had that as well. Mm-hmm. And so I get it. I I, I like their relationship, how it, how it swings back and forth from like, okay, you're my best friend to God, I can't, I hate you and I'm going to stab you. <laughs> well, it reminds me so much of siblings and we even see that with Viserys and Damon. Oh, yeah. In this, in this episode, in the previous episodes, the swinging. Alicent and Renera didn't have sisters. They had each other and they grew up in their youth together. So really, I see them as more sisters for each other, in which point you can have those big monumental arguments, but also the big Forgiveness times. Yeah, and I would also say that um, Damon crowning Viserys. Beautiful. Beautiful moment. Matt Smith plays it with like this humble mm-hmm. presence, almost like he doesn't even want to look at the king because he knows that he, like... It, I took it as it makes him so sad to see his brother. Right, right. Way. And I, I, I bring it up because... Damon has done some bad stuff. We all know that. And I can see why some people may think that he's not likable. But as soon as this event happened, it makes him, in my eyes, likable. Mm -hmm. And I am officially, and I always have been, but I'm officially, I'm going to put the stamp on it here, Team Damon, because that was a truly benevolent, benevolent and altruistic just brotherly move. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of my brother. And we're going we're to make sure that this is right. And yes, people are capable of doing really bad things, but people are also capable of doing really sweet, loving, warm, caring things. And that's what makes them real people. You know what I mean? I do, Jelly Bean. All right, you ready for some voicemails? Sure am. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Glow. And this is for episode eight of House of the Dragon. And it deserves five flames from me. Yes. Damon seems to be more at peace with himself in general, and I think I like him now. I loved seeing him retrieving those eggs in the beginning. Aegon is a total horn dog, an entitled mm. rapist, and clearly doesn't want to be king. Oh, God. My good was Viserys's lucid moments at the dinner table. Even though it was the most awkward family dinner, fun was had, the laughter, the nice looks, most of the toast, the dancing, like the last happy time before shit hits the fan. My bad. Sir Crispy, not aging at all. Couldn't they put some gray in his hair or something? Some white? Uh, my great was Damon carrying off, carrying out his duty for his brother and taking Damon's head right off. I tip my hat, pun intended, to the VFX team for special effects. The look Eamon gave Damon after he sliced off the head, 
was a look of such awe and adoring admiration. Oh, that kid has problems. I cannot say enough about Paddy Constantine. He was the most kingly he's ever been in the last scene at the throne. He needs to win all the awards next year. Middlefinger's face when Viserys came through the doors. Wow. Everyone's face was like priceless. Viserys' last breath. I'm not surprised his last words were my love. And he was clearly speaking to and probably saw Emma. He was 52 years old. Holy yeah. smokes. 52 years old. That's it. I pictured him in a caboose getting in bed. Oh, this Emma. is us. Great reference, Mary. Great reference. Choo-choo. Yet that moment when Viserys comes into the hall and the doors open and the music from Ramin Jawadi swells to this mm-hmm. great, you know, crescendo. I think that's one of the moments that sold me where I was like, okay, I get it. And then the Phantom of the Opera music began. <laughs> <laughs> It was only a matter of time before we made a Phantom of the Opera reference in this podcast. By the way, my favorite, as you know, Mary, my favorite uh, Broadway show, and it is also closing in February yeah, we're going. of 2023. Um, does this mean that maybe there can be a ghost Viserys who, who haunts? Oh, yeah. Hanging people from the rafters? Love it. Love it. I am in. Only if he sings. <laughs> the music of the night. <laughs> All right, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Julie from Australia. Hi, Julie. Julie. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Ooh, hold on. I so look forward to it. Oh, yeah, I got got to play the, uh, here it is. There we go. Thanks, Julie. Your podcast every week, almost as much as the episodes of the shows themselves. Can you keep doing what you're doing? You really make a difference for us, and you broaden our minds significantly. Well, thank you. I give episode eight of House of the Dragons a 4.9. I'm just taking away point one, as sometimes I find it hard to hear when the actors are whispering or mumbling to each other it, um, it, in really hushed tones. It might be that our TV's a bit old or my hearing's not so good, but I noticed it in the last episode too. My GBGs, my good, Rhaenyra and Damon, they look so good together and I'm really pleased that they've got children between them now and another on the way. My bad those pesky damn quarrelling uncles and cousins and oh my god I've nearly given up on understanding and remembering who's marrying who (laughs) I just can't keep track of the names and their bloodlines sometimes I think they might all roll into one mighty ruler one day my great I've got two one is the acting of Paddy Considine as the king Mm -hmm. I was just blown away that the old bugger was still alive um and we thought that he was a goner, but he was sensational. And even on his deathbed, uh, or maybe not his deathbed, the other was the makeup. Um, his face was cruelly, truly grotesque. Um, they do a wonderful job. Um, I was originally annoyed at how hard I had to work to recall the characters and who belonged to who, but now I love the hints and the clues that we get to join all the dots, mm. showing us what really happened. Um, like not showing the poor, what happened to the to the poor raped maid. Mm-hmm. Um, keep up your amazing work, guys. I love listening to you each week. Oh, Cheerio. Thank you, Julie. Oh, thanks. You know, Julie, you, you bring up something I think important, and that is a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And this show demands, I think, a lot from its viewers. I think visually, right? Like we talked about last episode, Mary, everything was kind of dark down yeah. there. 
and it's hard to see everything sometimes. And then, as Julie had mentioned, sometimes it's hard to hear. You know, when they're whispering, the show is asking you to do a lot. Mm -hmm. And then we have all the different characters, all the different houses, all the different things. It's not something that the Game of Thrones didn't do at the original series, but when all these people have similar names, <laughs> it's a lot. It, it is. It is a lot. But Mary, you brought up something that was really important in how they were able to use um, African Americans for the Valerians in contrast to the Targaryens and how that is, how that not only is it, is it, it's not just there for like being inclusive, but it's there to serve the story. Mm -hmm. It's like, obviously Jace and Luke are not Valerians. Yes. It's just obvious. Yes. Nobody wants to say it. <laughs> and, but there was like, there was a big kerfuffle, I think at the beginning of house of the dragon for some reason, whatever, some vocal minority out there that was like, why are these people African-American? This doesn't make sense. This is bad. And like there was this big there, – there was like a big uproar, not only for this show but for uh, for Rings of Power as well, which to me is just beyond stupid. Nevertheless, this serves the story and I, and I, wanted, I wanted you to continue your thoughts, Mary, from when you were talking about it to me um, about how they used – I mean, I just think it's beautifully done. Obviously, like you said, in, in Rings of Power, we've been able to diversify um, many of the the types of characters, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and that's been beautiful to see, to see this whole world really represent the world that we're in nowadays. Mm -hmm. And so I liked how... I like how the shows are different. You know, these shows being on at the same time, if you're not watching both, it is fun to watch both. Yes. And to see the differences that they have. So with House of the Dragon, there are characters of, of different ethnicities and different skin tones throughout, um, you know, the, the cast, which mm -hmm. is, which is awesome. But to have the Valerians have, uh, very, um, prominent features and very dark skin mm -hmm. um, where we know that biologically Jace and Luke and Joffrey would have had some differences about them. Um, and also the fact that they would have most likely still have had silver hair being Targaryen right. and Valorian uh, for them to have the, the black hair. Um, I think it's just so smart because if they if the children looked the same as the Targaryens, the the full um, Alicent's children, mm -hmm. except with brown hair, it might have been a little confusing. Sure. Um, I mean, still they'd have black hair, so it'd be fine. But I love. I also love now. Now that Cor Corlys isn't here, uh, Laner isn't here, um, we get to now have. Rhaenyra's children, uh, grandchildren, her granddaughters, mm -hmm. um, as and like it, that is a nice visual reminder because that is important to her. So I, I just think that it's smart for the viewership to be able to um, see what everyone else is so obvious. You know, oh, it's it's it, you know, it's Viserys knows. 
Viserys isn't dumb. And they wanted to show that. That Viserys knows, but he loves them nonetheless. And he wants them. They and he says, they are whether or not you believe in this bloodline, they are my true born grandsons. Mm -hmm. And that is true. They are his grandsons. They are born of his daughter. And I love that. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very, very pleased with the choice. I am so happy that in general, we've been able to diversify the cast of these two shows. And I do think that it was an interesting um, way to introduce a diverse, a more diverse cast um, by having people from supposedly, you know, from Driftmark. Yeah. Um, that, that that's maybe, maybe not everyone in Driftmark, but like this leading family, right. for example. And not only, not only, again, I I just want to reiterate, not not only just to not diversify for the sake of diversity, but in a way that is true to the conflict Mm -hmm. of what's brewing and what is going to lead to what we imagine is the 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 dance of the dragons or Mm -hmm. the civil war uh, that's coming up. Like that is a real, true, physical representation of this conflict. Excellent stuff. Uh, really, truly. All right, Mary, you ready for your uh, your dad's take? I sure am. Oh, I love your dad's take. Let's go. If I can get my Question. mouse. What? Will he have thought that the uncle in Driftmark, what's his name? Vaman. Vaman. Will he have said that Vaman was his favorite character? No, no, no chance. He called Renera a whore. And he called her and he and he called her kids bastards straight up. Your dad's not about that. You want to know who I'm in this show in this episode? Who? I'm him. You're totally him. Oh my god, you Vaymond. It's the worst. No, it doesn't matter where you are. If there's something to be said about family, where where you are, whenever you are, you're gonna do it. No, I'm just very open That's with what I'm my saying. opinions. That's what I'm saying. You're gonna you don't hold back. No. I know. Especially with your family. You Correct. just let it you let it ride, man. So you're Vaymond. I mean, he did step over by calling them bad names. Okay. You've been there. You haven't been that extreme, no. but you've been there. I mean, when I do that, I do that. For, I, I you, do it the you, way he would have done it. He you, knew. He knew he was done. You he towed knew, that I'm line, I'm going Mary. to jail. <laughs> I'm probably going to be killed anyway. They've got dragons. Like, yeah. does he have a dragon? <gasps> what happens to his dragon? Does he have one? I don't know. I don't know. Watch out. Oh, by the way, Vaymond, totally played by the guy who plays Joe Abernathy in Outlander. So I just like how that is. So we had a thing. Outlander. We yeah, had the Last, Last Kingdom. Kingdom. Oh yeah, man, I'm I'm in. Let's go. I like to pretend there's Harry Potter in there. That's true. Sure. Uh, actually, there is Harry Potter in there. Otto Hightower. Played oh yeah. Risa fans. He he See? played Luna's father. So there you go. There you go. We got some Harry Potter in there as well. You're a wizard, Harry. All right, here we go. You ready for your dad? Always. And I don't say mean things to my dad. Hey, this is Mary's dad uh, talking about episode eight of House of Dragons. The old king finally bought the farm, unfortunately. Boy, did they torture that poor guy to the very end. But it was amazing that his whole focus at the end of his life was trying to make peace among his family. That was his biggest concern. And it looks like he got it temporarily until he left the room, and then all heck broke loose. Um, In terms of the good, bad, and the great, uh, the good, I thought, was the the toast at the dinner where uh, the princess and the queen were trying to make a little bit of peace with each other, uh, which unfortunately seems doomed. Um, The bad, uh, when the queen met Diana, the young girl that had been raped by the Mm -hmm. prince, 
She gave her a potion, which we thought would probably be an anti-pregnancy potion, but it's probably a poison to kill her. I, I just did. I just want to call this out. You two think very similarly. And I love how that was my good and that's his bad. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out. It shows you how opposite we all are. Yeah. yeah. See, all me right. and my dad, we're on the same wavelength. Oh, he, yep. he just wanted stand up and, you know, flip tables. All right, here we go. And the great for me was when the king came in to take the throne and he faltered, and his brother Damon yep. showed a little compassion, helped him up. Um, my predictions for this week, number one, Corliss is going to come back and want his thrown back along with his son. Oh, yes. And number two, those eggs that Damon retrieved, those might be the wedding gift that gets. Oh, he got cut off. I got I got another one for him okay. ready. Hold on. Mary's dad again. I almost made it last time. I had to cut off where I was going to say that the eggs mm-hmm. that Damon stole from the cave, I think, are going to get misplaced and they will become the wedding gift in the Game of Thrones episode where the princess gets married. That's my sum for the week. Thanks a lot. Wedding gift to who? To Daenerys. That those eggs become Drogon. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Dad. Yeah. That that's a good hot take right there. Because he said she had three. Cyrix had three. Correct. Oh my gosh. Right. So Dad. awesome. Interesting stuff right there. Or the eggs just aren't born and they get put away somewhere. And then he they end up getting getting Oh, and that would make sense because they were given to Daenerys in the east, which is where Damon like lives in Pentos. Maybe he ends up back in Pentos later on and the eggs travel with him to Pentos. My goodness. Right? That- Can we just take a moment? Why don't Damon and Renera like allow the dragon keepers to have a washing machine? Those guys were so dirty. It looked like they crawled down to Cyrix's cave and retrieved yeah. eggs. Damon's got no mess on him. And then he comes up if you're working for the Targaryens, maybe you should wear black outfits so you can't see the soot. But these guys are wearing beige. <laughs> and their face is so covered in dirt. What do yeah. they do? When when Damon was down there, did they just decide to mud wrestle? <laughs> I mean, next time you watch this episode, please, those guys need some shout wipes before they decide Another to Another case uh, of, Mary shout ru- pen. of Mary ruining everything. Yeah, They need like some hand sanitizer before A they touch those, those dragon eggs. <gasps> Oh man! Right. I would have totally. I would have come up with those dragon eggs after climbing up and said, "Before you touch them, do you know what you need to do? The first thing you need to do: wash your hands. Yes. For how many seconds? At least twenty. Sing the ABCs. <laughs> it's not just one, two, three, four, five. It's one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Oh man! Do you have a wet wipe? <laughs> yeah, that's what he should have given them. To look dirty, like pig pen from the from the uh, peanuts. Yes. Totally agree. Oh, man. I was never a big fan of Charlie Brown and Peanuts and all. I, I never got it. Yeah, we know. I never got it. Like, whatever. Like, you're I don't basic, know. Blake, you're basic, Blake. You're basic. You're <laughs> basic. <laughs> um, Mary, is there irony here to be had in the fact that Viserys... <sighs> I don't want to say demands, but almost just pleads with his family to get along at the end before he is swept away at dinner and then he's brought into his room where he has some milk of the poppy and he thinks that he is speaking to Rhaenyra about the uh, the prophecy of the prince that was promised 
And Alicent misunderstands the prophecy because she just doesn't have any context. And she thinks that it's actually. I don't meant think that's the part that's irony. I think the part that's irony was when Renera goes to Viserys's bed and she does that whole crying, like, this is not a burden I want, man. Right. What's going on? Well, the irony. And he asks if it's Alicent. When Renera goes in, he thinks it's Alicent. Ah, uh, okay. And then when Alicent goes in. She's like, no, in, Dad, yeah. it's me. It's Renera. Yep, excellent. And then when Alicent goes in, he thinks it's Renera. Yes. But the irony that I'm referring to is more along the lines of he somewhat, as your dad said, manages a measure of peace, if not for just an evening. Mm -hmm. Yet at the end of the evening, he undoes that peace unwittingly because he says certain things to Alicent about the prophecy of the prince that was promised. And she, all all she hears is, Prince Aegon, you. You. You are the one that has to do it. You're the one that has to do it. And she says, gotcha. I'm going to take care of it. So do you find irony there that Viserys achieves what he wants, yet in a way he's the one who also undoes it? Sure. Yes, I do. I find it eminently sad. Oh, I know. I felt so bad. Not his problem anymore. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's That's what I felt like. I was like, buddy, good job passing the torch. Get out of there. It's family. Too much. Goodbye. And I guess my question not is... Not my mess, not my problem. Not my chair, not my problem. But that's a chair. Yeah. Um, I guess my question to you, Mary, is... Do you like that? I mean, well, it's not really a question. So I wonder but, if that's how presidents feel. When they've when they've done the double term and they can't do anymore. Yeah, it's like, okay. They just wash their hands and they say, it's time for a vacation. I'm moving on. Maybe I'll move to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact of the matter is, Mary, that... I think irony is there, and what makes this irony so delicious is that there is actually a choice. There is a choice for all of these characters to either do the right thing or do the self-serving thing. Do you find that choice is what makes this work most? Like, there, there is an opportunity here for Alicent to say, no, 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 I'm gonna like we're gonna go with what has been established. And there's a choice here for all the kids to not bust each other's balls. No. But they do it anyway. They're kids. They can't think. They can't think. Well, I mean outside. they're not that young anymore. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're all teenagers. Mm, I know the problem with most teenagers can't think past their own nose. That's true. So I don't I'm not saying that they can't choose, but they're off the table, okay? Speaking of the kids, I just want to say the casting of Ewan Mitchell as Eamon is spectacular. Brilliant. Like, going from him being Baby Monk (laughs) in The Last Kingdom to this. To Baby Damon. To Baby Damon. But, like, a little bit more crazy. Yeah. Uh, Excellent. Whoever did the casting deserves a major raise. When he says, I don't care about tourneys. Nephews, did you come here to train? Right. Like, he's saying, I'm doing all of this to beat my nephews. Right. Like, oh, no. Awesome stuff. And, like, the looks that he gives and uh, the way that there's this mini confrontation with Damon. And you can feel, like, the the intensity from this, from this guy. And, like, you can feel, like... That's when you know you have a good actor and you have good character and, mm-hmm. and, and, and good directing and all of it. It just... When that hits right, 
you get it. Like it reminds me of um, Jamie Lannister, and not in a way that like he ha- he is similar to Jamie, but in in a sense that everything just hit right for that character. Mm-hmm. Everything, whether it was the actor or it was his movements or his demeanor, how he held himself, it just was spot on. It felt pure. Agreed. Uh, and at, and at the same time, I think we also have that similar effect with Matt Smith as Damon. So to have these two be at odds with each other, I think it only serves the story well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, did you have a hard time seeing him, seeing Eamon as anything more than Baby Monk for oh, a little no, bit? Oh, no, I didn't. The hair and the eye patch and the scar and just the way he held himself, I did not see him as baby monk, but I did have an issue with him being the young, the middle child. Mm-hmm. I don't Why do you see say that? him being younger than Aegon. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. I yeah. see Aegon looking younger. I totally agree. Totally and is he supposed to be younger than his sister too? No. I think it goes Aegon, Helena, and then Aemon. No, I think it's Aegon, Aemon, and then Hel- Helena. Whatever it is. No, I thought Allison had a baby girl in her hands. Anyway. Um, well, whatever. Whatever Stats it is. Stats for nerds. Whatever. He looks older. He does, I would agree, look older. Another great thing that happens here, Mary, is some natural storytelling, which is the the Red Keep looks entirely different. And it's more muted, uh, not only in its decoration and in, t- in tone, but also in its lighting as well. When we were first introduced to the Red Keep in King's Landing in the in the first episode, it was bright, mm-hmm. full of it, it was full of motion, it was vibrant, and in this episode, it partly probably in due to the somber nature of what's happening with King Viserys, but I think that's also part of the process too for how the Red Keep is presented. And that, to me, feels to be the responsibility or, you know, the, be at the hands of the high towers and how they're starting to evolve everything from the Valerian gods to the new gods. You know, I just had a thought. I mean, give me some hot take button right now. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Hold on. I got I to gotta, I gotta get it. Hold on. Here it is. Oh, no. Uh, I don't have it. Sorry. I don't have one. Don't, Can't oh, find it. Oh, okay. What's your hot take? I don't think... Rhaenyra's children make it. Which ones? The strong children. Yeah, you don't think so? No. How come? And I don't think, yeah, I don't. Because now they're going to be married to Bela and um, the other one, yep. the other, other niece. Um, if we're keeping in canon with visual show HBO, which we have been. Sure. It's not different. It's not like Rings of Power. We're keeping in canon, like places, things, the way things look. Yes. One leads to the other. Like, no, like it, that is. Daenerys. That, that is, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Daenerys doesn't have dark hair. Yeah. Daenerys doesn't have dark skin. She is silver hair, super pale skin. Um, Interesting. Like none of those traits gets passed down. Interesting. And so I think Daenerys's heritage, mind you, I'm not a book reader of, of this stuff, is going to be either from Alicent and Viserys' kids, mm-hmm. 
and or because hey, inbreeding's in um, <laughs> Renera and Damon's kids, but not Jace, Luke, or Joffrey. I would agree with you. Um, all right, so the natural thing here is to say. Well, you'd have to figure out who the winner of the Civil War is, right? Because if it's Aegon, right? If it is Aegon... Can't be him. He's a doofus. He's a doofus. It, or if it's it Aemond, or if it's Helena. Whatever. But but irrespective, the, yes, it has to come from Alicent and Viserys' children, or it has to come from the children of... Daenerys da, and... Uh, no, um, I mean... Rhaenyra yeah. and Damon. Yes. <laughs> you just like... <laughs> Daenerys. Um, yes. Hey, Daenerys. Yeah, all right. Maybe it is Damon and... Rhaenyra. Okay. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just making it up as I go. It, like, Daenerys, and then Is would be the... It would be the combination of Viserys, Damon, and Rhaenyra. So maybe... <gasps> maybe it's Viserys! What do you mean? Their son Viserys, the baby. Oh yeah. Maybe it's his line that eventually makes her. That makes sense. Uh, so I, I think I'm you're right, man. This is a good hot take. Visually, since we are in line with this, and because they have made these these um, differences, but also the strong sons having the looks of Harwin Strong and their his genes being so strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Just need to get that out. I don't. I don't I don't see these poor dark-headed boys making it long. That's true. That's a good point. You know, I think an underplayed scene in this episode is the one that's shared between Rhaenyra and Rhaenyris. Uh, Rhaenys, rather. Um, both princesses? Both princesses. Uh, Outside excellent by the scene. godswood? Yes. Okay. Excellent scene. And they they both play it. they both play it in a way that is respectful of, of one another, but there's also this dismissal of Rhaenyra and in somewhat desperation from Rhaenyra. And I love that line where it's like, oh, this seems really desperate. And she's like, well, what does it matter anymore? It doesn't even matter. Yep. These two are awesome together. What do you think? Oh, I love it. And I honestly think she believes Rhaenyra like there's part of her, not 100%. I think she's a very guarded woman, but I think she partially believes Renair when she says, I loved your son. I wasn't complicit in his murder. Yeah. I didn't order it, didn't do any of that stuff. Do you think she wants, do you think she wants to believe her or do you think she wants to lay blame on her? Both. I think she's a conflicted woman who is now so lonely and thinks her husband's also dead. And the best thing that she can do is she can, Make ensure that her granddaughters are married to her somewhat kind of nephews. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind that, too, because she was quiet. She was about to say, choose me. I volunteer as tribute. She was about to put three fingers up like Katniss Everdeen and say, <laughs> you know, how about you just choose me? I've already been doing this job. Yep. And once King Viserys came in, she knew he was going to choose Renera. She knew. Yeah. And then that's why she ended up backing doing yes. the whole thing. And what's cool about her saying, okay, we're going to have these kids be betrothed to each other, is now Corliss's wishes of the Valerian name carrying on still will happen. Mm-hmm. But also her granddaughters, biologically, um, will be ensured of being queen and like the 
you know, essentially like queen of the of the drift mark as well. Yep. So she knows they're going to be taken care of. Interesting. Isn't it? Because if the, if the uncle, face-off guy, <laughs> face gets off. it, there's no insurance that her granddaughters are going to be okay. Right. In fact, it's probably more likely that they would be killed. Yes. Right? That makes sense. I mean, do you believe that Vaymond would kill the granddaughters? I don't know. It, it does, but it, she might be nervous because she sees the writing on the wall that yeah. Allison and Otto are doing crazy things. So those girls are still somewhere along the the lineage line of mm-hmm. of throne. So I don't know. I think I think she just had to punt quickly once Viserys came in <laughs> and said, "All right, I'm gonna checkmate and make this happen." Yep. And what was really cool, though, and of course, like you were saying, when you know, she's she's by herself um, and she's seeing faceless man. Vaymond? Vaymond. Gotcha. She's seen him with the silent sisters. Oh, yeah. And the, I love that <sighs> scene. Love. The, everything in that scene was beautiful. What was brilliant about that? Because it was beautiful, but it also makes you wonder, is she happy he's dead? Is she pondering, did I make the right choice? Mm-hmm. Is she looking at him because he reminds her of her husband and she doesn't know if she's going to see her husband again? Mm-hmm. So many different things. But what this also did is this took her out of dinner. This took her out of the family dinner. Ah, uh, okay. And I thought that that was very interesting and wise of the writers that she not be at dinner to add an extra element. Why? Um... I don't know if she would have held her tongue. I think she would have just added, I think she would have just added an extra element that would have made it muddy. We needed Allison and Renera mm-hmm. and then we needed the kids. And we didn't need anybody else. And the extra people were the Otto and Damon because they were on either side, but if you had Renaris, she would have just made the balance unequal. Uh fair enough. And you know, it's funny too, Mary, in that <laughs> What is coming, as we all know, is the Civil War. And could the Civil War have been quashed at this dinner? How? I don't know. Like, could it have been? Could it? Could everyone just have made up and everything be okay and then we're all set? Yeah, if Allison's kids weren't jerks. And that's what I was about Jinx to- was so good. That's what I was about to get at. These kids, These... they hate each other. For no reason other than... No, I'm team strong. I think the strong boys are very kind. They did what they were supposed to do. Yes! Agreed. And I think uh, the all the Valerians, all the Valerian kids... All, all doing the right, right thing. Yep. Raised right. Kind manners. Yep. They were pumped when they found out they got to marry their cousins. Yeah. Oh, Hel- Helena's line when she's like, marriage isn't all that bad. You just... He kind of ignores you until he's drunk. Like you gotta watch out for that girl, by the way. Oh yeah, what she. Did she say? There's oh. something under the boards. Yes, yes. Um, Beware the beast beneath the boards. Oh yeah, something's up with that. Oh. Something. This. We, I. I love what they're doing with this. With this girl, excellent stuff. And it's and it's been played so carefully with her, where it's like you kind of just dismiss her a little bit, and then all of a sudden she says this stuff, and then she's and hopping, comes, and the, yeah, and there she's there. You know, and it's all true. So I really like what they're doing. But it shows you, I think, this dinner, what happens when families have these kind of problems and the kids inherit these problems and they take them on without having any context whatsoever. They just... 
like even though the, the the strong boys did what they were supposed to do, you can tell that there is some animosity there. I mean, really, what it came down to was Agen was being incredibly inappropriate. Yes. To that one's Bela, the older one's Bela, right? Yes. Um, incredibly inappropriate to Jason Bela, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Stop it. Yep. And then a pig gets put down in front of Eamon oh, which and is... Jace giggles. Oh, or no, Luke j- giggles. Right. Which like, buddy, that happened, what, 10 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, Not great, Bob. Why you gotta be mad? I, like, I get it. They didn't put wings on it. <laughs> Definitely didn't put wings on it. You've got the biggest dragon now, you know, why do you gotta pick on us all now? So there's, there's just... I say shame on the Aegon and Aemon. So I say that there's probably some little things that occur here which give their own characteristics to the, to their fight. But really when it comes down to it is that they just don't like each other because their parents don't like each other for the most part. No. No. You don't think so? I think Aegon and Aemon are messed up. Oh, I would agree with that. And... Um, yes, Allison has been filling their heads with you need to rule, you need to rule, you need to rule. But I just don't think that she or Viserys have been able to be present parents. Yep. You know, ruling the kingdom takes a lot of time and energy, a lot of late night calls. <laughs> so I don't think these kids have been raised by anybody who's been looking out for their emotional health. Their, their, their emotional intelligence right now, all time low. They do not have an SEL class, the social <laughs> emotional learning I'm not even sure if CBT therapy would help them. No. <laughs> we the, maybe some talk therapy. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we say all this because we believe it. Yeah, because we because we do it. So that's that's fine. Um lastly, Mary, I want to bring up what Rainus said at that that scene with the with this um with the silent sisters when she says the stranger has visited me more times than I can count. I assure you, Grand Maester, he cares little whether my eyes are open or closed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> She's going to die with her eyes open. Oh, I like that idea. Oh, I like that idea. Mary. Mary's bringing all the hot takes today. Maybe have something happen to her eyes. Mm, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. That would be good. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, well, oh, actually, sorry. Last thing I want to talk about. Masaria is the white worm. She shows back up She's again. She's got a whole new outfit. Oh, yes. And it was um, one of the little servants that goes back to her. The servant that gave Diana the moon like tea. Tara, Tyra. I forget her name. Um, what you think is moon tea, but me and my dad think yeah, it's poison. What, whatever. Stats are for nerds. It, it's a thing. Okay. Side ponytail girl. Side ponytail girl shows up. And she gives her the tea, and but she's also the same girl that goes to Masaria, Damon's former lover, and probably tells her, "Guess what I just did." Exactly. So we're getting this thing. Don't sleep on Masaria. No. Don't sleep on her. This girl, the, just like how I said to, about don't sleep on the crab feeder. And who's paying her? Do we think Laris? I think Laris is probably paying her. Okay. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Where that goes to. All right, you got anything else about this episode, my love? Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of things. Okay, what do you got? Why did they not bring dragons on this trip? Why was it a whole boat trip? Why did we not have a couple of dragons? Mm. It's not just because Rhaenyra's pregnant. Nope. That's not... Can't have that out. I don't understand what's been going on. Okay. Um, 
Because then she could have stayed. Remember how she said, let me go bring my family home, yes. tuck them into bed, and then I'll ride on Dragon to come back here. So it's not her condition. But I don't blame her for wanting to take the No, I appreciate that. I'm home. just saying, if she had a Dragon, she could say, you guys go in the minivan and I'm going to take the convertible home. <laughs> I'm going to take the convertible home. <laughs> when Renera gets out of the carriage without all of the pomp and circumstance, it's Lord Caswell who greets her. Isn't that the guy who congratulated her when she had baby Joffrey? Yes, that was. And he and, said, oh, I want to be the first to congratulate you. Is there anything I can do to help? And I'll let you know when you can. Right. Because it's important that we've like heard his name now twice. Yes. And also... The greeting that was made for Renera was intentional. It was done by Otto Hightower, who was like, "Oh, you you befits gave there. you gave them you gave them a, a greeting. Yes, one that befits their station. Like, ooh, excellent stuff. Good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Got to keep our eyes, of course, on the Amond Damon relationship. Amond loves seeing how crazy Damon is. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he smiled when that whole." head face thing happened oh yes and then damon of course is able to like give him the stare down mm-hmm. um you know very interesting choice they both had straight long hair in their youth <laughs> many a battle i think is going to be coming between those two that's my guess that's not really a hot take that's a lukewarm take. it was very interesting that during the kids fight the soldiers only physically held off the nephews mm. who technically one of them is the heir to the throne yes or you know heir heir and then it was um, Damon and Renera who Damon faced the Allison crew mm-hmm. and Renera faced her children and said, you guys go to your quarters. But it was neat because it's just their relationship, the the Damon Renera relationship just seems to be a really good symmetry. Even when he comes in with a note, mm-hmm. they just kind of read each other's minds. So I like that they were already back to back to kind of take care of their two separate things. Um, when... Miss Sarah had her little visitor, Side Ponytail Girl, come mm-hmm. over. Yep. I thought Side Ponytail Girl was Damon for a little bit because she was wearing the ninja cloak. Yes, I thought Master so too. Cloak. Yep, I totally agree. I thought it might have been him at first as well. That's all I had. Okay, very good. Very good. Uh, uh, oh, oh, hot okay. take two. Yeah, sure. Corliss isn't dead. Corliss is definitely not dead. Like, he's going to be coming back and, and it's going to be a thing. And I think that's the thing that sets off this whole what do you issue. think he's going to be mad about? That Damon chopped his brother's face off or just hearing from his wife how crazy things have gotten? At- I, I think when he hears from his wife how th- how crazy things have gotten, I think he's going to see an opportunity. Because now that he there's- he wants those kids. He wants Valerian on the throne and Aunt Driftmark. Yes. And so you think he's going to come home and say they were trying to challenge what? Yeah. I think there's- there's going to be a, this thing here. I don't think, I think he'll be upset that Damon killed his brother. By the way, Matt Smith, when he looks at Vaymond and just says, say it. Like, oh. Uh, <laughs> That's I, all I kept saying, hearing in my I, head. Out loud. Like, when Vampire. I, that was so awesome. You're not going to play it. Uh, you know what? I will. You know what? You're right. You're right. Here it is. Say it. Out loud. When he, when he just said, say it. Like, oh, he just begs him to say it. And he does it in, Everything about that whole scene. <sighs> I need that sword for pumpkin carving because sometimes <laughs> it is hard. It is hard. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that Corliss is upset that Damon kills Vaymond because Vaymond probably had it coming. And Corliss probably recognizes that. But there's going to be a thing when all this goes down. You know what's weird? Now well, there's two Agans, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's There's... 
pervert Agen. <laughs> yes. And then there's crying baby three-year-old Agen. Yeah, then there's baby Agen. And of then Vener- there's of R- Rhaenyra and Damon. And then Rhaenyra and Damon have a baby baby, that's why, Viserys. That's what I just said. So there's Agen of long ago who- Pervert Agen. Oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Aegon the Conqueror. Aegon the Conqueror. Yes. Then there's Pervert Aegon of Alicent and Viserys. Yes. And then there's Baby Aegon, who's a little bit older than Viserys. Baby yes. Viserys. Okay. People need to get new names. Go get a name book, will ya? But like... <laughs> Can you... we just get a, a bill? <laughs> Ugh, too confusing. But does it mean that he... No. 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 The person that is in line right now is supposedly... Renera. Renera. Yes. And then her firstborn child Jace. would be Jace. He's but her next. First, like true born child is technically Aegon. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm telling you. The Valerians not gonna make it. <laughs> All right. Ready to close it out? Oh, uh, no, we're not ready to close it out. Who are you rooting for and who is the bad Will guy? Will Renera see her grandchildren be killed in front of her eyes too? Rainus. Rainus? Yes. Maybe that's the thing that takes her eyes out. Ooh, I Maybe like this. Maybe she takes this. her own eyes out. I like this. Something's going to happen to her eyes. Yep, totally. Where's agree. Helena? <laughs> um, who is the who's the bad guy and who are you rooting for? Okay. I am rooting for... Burm, 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 right now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of rooting for Rhaenyra and Damon again. Yeah. I'm team them for a little while. I mean, my bad guy obviously continues to be Aemon. Yes. Because he's crazy he's cray cray but for funsies yeah let's go miss Sarah. Ooh, i like it thanks Missaria is Missaria. going yeah she oh miss is the restaurant we go to yeah <laughs> <laughs> with the good sauce yes. and the soup okay yeah, yeah. um Missaria is a good pick don't again don't sleep on her she's got too much info she got too she is like she is totally the Varus, the new Varus. Mm. I'm in on this. Okay. Um, but I don't think she cares about the realm the way that Varus did. Mm. I don't think she does. That's fine. That's interesting. So that may- who do you think she's going to take the side of? She's going to take the greens or the blacks? Greens. Really? Mm-hmm. Why do you think the greens? Because they're giving her the green baby. Good point. I think she's being paid by Laris. Mm-hmm. And that's, or by Otto. And that's who's giving her money. Interesting. Uh, just for the sake of conversation, I'm going to say this she is takes the blackmail. Ma- oh, see, but I think this is going to be blackmail against the greens, and they have to keep paying her. Mm, interesting. But I like if she goes with the blacks. I'm here for anything. Okay. I think she's a little upset with Damon for saying that she was pregnant, and she really just had a burrito, okay? <laughs> That's what happens when you have a burrito. You bloat a little. Oh, I like it. I like it. All right, for me, I'm, I'm rooting for... Who am I rooting for? You know... I'm kind of rooting for Amond. I like what's going on with Amond. I like the fact that not everything is just hunky dory and people are are just getting along. And I like what Amond brings to the table, and that is wild card. Mm-hmm. All I could think of is uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's just wild card. Um, Speaking of wild card, Blake's going to wrap up this show because I actually just got uh, called by a doctor. Oh, okay. So. Um, I'm going to wrap it up, and uh, the bad guy for me is obviously going to be Laris. Laris is, he too is just not great, Bob. All right, let's close this bad boy out.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time and having the patience for Mary and I as we are trying to get back on schedule for House of the Dragon. We promise that we will be back on schedule at least at the latest by Saturday, uh, which as you know, as we're recording this, recording this, it is Thursday, uh, so we should be able to get back in time, right in time for the finale episode which i can't believe the finale is already here oh my goodness gracious at any rate please go to miriamblake.com to check out all of the great podcasts and blogs that we have going on over there you don't want to miss out especially if you're a fan of rings of power or outlander or even gilmore girls or uh you know i mean geez we got podcasts for days going on over there check it out and of course check out jointhenerdclan.com where the newest podcast that we're doing uh, as we had mentioned at the top of this episode is Keep Calm and Crown On it's a podcast dedicated to the crown which we'll be diving back into at only jointhenerdclan.com at or on or in <laughs> Blake knows English I swear to God I do um, in November so once it premieres in November that podcast will only be found at Join the nerdclan.com. So if you're a fan of the crown, uh, check that out. Oh, that's it, ladies and gents. I gotta close this out now by myself. I'm never I'm never good as as a host. I, I can't do it alone. I, I just I can't just talk into a microphone. I'm not good at it. It sucks. <laughs> I need Mary here. Alright, thank you everybody. As for now, my name is Blake Dracaris. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.